Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm not going to lie. At first, I, I didn't like it. Then, you know, the more I've looked at it, the more it's grown on me a little bit. What jumps out to me, Mark, is that they're going to be able to sell a whole bunch of different colored jerseys with this with this logo, at least of how it looks right now. There's a bunch of different colors represented. Uh, how do you feel about the logo in itself? Well, I'm never one to ask. You know, I, like when the Loyal came out with theirs, I really didn't like it personally, and now I've come to really like it. Uh, and I think it, it just uh, these things grow on you. And again, it's a crest. It's yeah. a logo. It's not going to be that big on the jersey. The jerseys themselves are going to be, you know, the main attraction there. And like you pointed out, you you picked up on something I think is really um, smart is that uh, modern day teams yeah. don't just have two colors and have a home jersey and an away jersey. They have like 50 jerseys. <laughs> right. And even even in, you know, in Europe, where soccer is very much tied to tradition uh, and goes back, you know, hundred over 100 years, um, even those teams in the, in the Premier League will have, okay, they'll have their main home jersey. They might change a little bit, you know, color on the sleeve or something. But their road jersey and then their alternate kit or their Sunday jersey or whatever you want to call it is a different color every year. Yeah. I mean, last year Arsenal's was like this pink and white thing. This year is blue and blue and yellow, you know. Um, and then they might have a green jersey or a, a magenta jersey. I mean, it, it's just – and it's all for marketing. It's all to sell jerseys. Yeah. Um, and that's what it's all about. And so they were very smart to put, you know, three or four colors besides the chrome and azul in that logo. And so they can just go in so many different directions. And so I think that would be the big thing for people is when they see jerseys, we're not going to see jerseys today. Uh, that'll be down the road. I kind of like it. I, I, I actually like the uh, logo. I, yeah. I, I, I'm probably in the deep minority here. A lot of people think it's too plain. Uh, it's a soccer ball. It tells me what I need to know, the name of the team. I like the 18 interlocking lines to form the soccer ball. Uh, that represents the 18 cities in our county. Uh, I don't hate that idea. Uh, so I think it'll grow on people. But, Mark, the one thing that won't grow on me is the San Diego FC name. And I know that that's what everybody goes by in soccer world. FC Barcelona, you know, this, that, and the other. FC DC United. Everybody's got an FC. I think it would have been better off if they had chosen a nickname. And, I, I, you know, they obviously don't. And they just fall in line with the rest of the league. But to me, this is, some, this is a missed opportunity. I would have tried to, tried to do something like that. What are your thoughts? Well, I, don't, I think we'll eventually see a nickname. Um, but... 
uh, in soccer, it's just very traditional not to have one. And mm. so like when you go into, if you go to England, um, you know, the birthplace of the sport, there are, there are nicknames, but they developed organically. The club didn't say we are going to be the seagulls or we're going to be the toffees or we're going to be the cherries. <laughs> it just, it developed organically through the fans, uh, and over a number of years. And I think that's their plan. I don't think they're uh, completely against nicknames. I think they just wanted to, to grow organically. Um, you know, and I was starting to think about things like, you know, what do you call the fan section? Well, maybe they'll call it, you know, they'll call themselves the zoo because uh, the San Diego zoo, and that would be a very organic uh, and representative name. You know, one thing I would have done with the name though, that someone pointed out, and I, I wish I could take credit for what I think would have been brilliant. Some, some teams go by FC, some go by SC soccer club, and yeah. some go by AFC. Uh, where, where that's athletic football club or whatever. Um, but it would have been cool. You could have gone by AFC, and there's a lot of clubs named that. San Diego AFC, and then that would double for America's Finest City. It would have a very personal meaning to a lot of people. Mm. Ah. And if there was a missed opportunity, I thought that might have been it. I mean, I thought that would have been really cool. The soccer snobs would have been okay with AFC. <laughs> and then, you know, we heathens could be just – could say, look, it, it represents America's Finest City to us. And how many people would wear an AFC across their chest in this city? Pretty good, so, Mark Ziegler. Pretty good. Well, I'm not taking full credit for it. I'm just going to popularize <laughs> it or publicize it. Talking some uh, MLS right now with Mark Ziegler. Mark, let's flip, flip, let's flip over to the hardwood. And uh, I noticed, was it maybe last week, the Aztecs were able to bag two centers. Uh, this was a spot that was a little bit thin, but bringing two guys in, what's, what's your take on these two young men that are going to be Aztecs? Well, one of them, uh, Farrell Compton, is a big-time recruit. And, and I, was try, you know, try, I was talking to some of the coaches about the last time they got a guy who was this highly rated. Uh, Jeremy Hemsley was really highly rated a few years ago. And they really don't mean anything. I mean, they've gotten guys who were completely off the radar and turned into incredible players. So it doesn't mean anything. But if, if you listen to the, the recruiting experts, they are in love with Farrell Compton. He's 6'8", from Las Vegas. He can move, and too. He just pl- yeah, he plays with this motor that I, I mean, I, you just don't see at any level, and it's and it's what it is about him is it's contagious, uh, and the, the way I kind of compare him to is Draymond Green, not yeah. not in necessarily all parts of his game, but you know Draymond Green's one of those guys that you don't want to play against. You want him on your team. Yeah, he goes over the line a few times, and I'm not saying Pharaoh does that, but he plays so hard and with such intensity. Uh, your team's just, it just elevates everyone around him. And so that's what I'm really excited to see about him. He's not a great shooter. He is developing a mid-range shot, and he's become a lot better, but he dunks everything. Uh, he rebounds everything. He runs the floor. He flies around the court. And he's going to be some, somebody that, that fans are really excited to see. And I fully expect him to play as a freshman. I think he's going to be ready, has the body, has the athleticism. And he's just got that freakish uh, wingspan that San Diego State has had in the past. I mean, a 7-3 wingspan on a 6-8 frame um, allows you to do so much and play so much bigger than you are uh, while being in a smaller body that can move. So uh, that's exciting for them. The other guy, uh, David Majak, who is almost certainly, I think, will redshirt next year, is a 7-footer from South Sudan who's now in the States, has barely been playing basketball, but he's 7 feet and has really good hands, really good feet, really mobile, uh, and great timing and coordination, and he blocks everything. 
But it's going to take a while to put weight on him, yeah. to teach him the finer points of the game. But in two years, some people told me he has a chance to be you know, the next great shot blocker on, on their roster. And, they, and you know, they're going to miss that this year because they don't have one. Aztecs basketball gets underway uh, Monday night, November 6th. That's uh, creeping up on Coming us. Up, yeah. I mean, it's only a couple of weeks away. Cal State Fullerton will come to Viejas Arena. I'm excited about the non-conference schedule, Mark. Uh, you know, I think all of us are kind of used to the teams in the Mountain West. We missed, you know, barely missed out on the chance to go Pac-12 or do something different. So, you know, we'll uh, we'll go see New Mexico and Boise State and all the rest of them. But when you've got a non-conference schedule that includes St. Mary's and Cal and Stanford and Gonzaga, and I know they're not all here in San Diego, but plenty of opportunities for the Aztecs to get high-profile wins. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as their profile has has increased nationally, they've just taken advantage of the, of the you know the chance to get games and get a lot of them. Uh, they maybe got too many of them this year, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it, we'll see how it goes. But you know, Gonzaga has taken the same approach. They play anybody, anywhere, anytime, and their their non conference schedule is even tougher some years. I mean, last year was crazy the types of teams they were playing, uh, and San Diego State. You know, they're not going to duck anyone, and, and, and it just makes them better in the long run. I think they feel like they have such a good profile now that they're going to get the benefit of the doubt from the selection committee on selection study, even if they have a few more losses than usual, um, just because of who they played and who they are and what they've done now in the tournament. So that's kind of a little bit of a safety net and allows you to go out there. I think some coaches are so paranoid, like, yeah. oh, if I lose this game, I'm not making it. But I will say this about the Mountain West. I mean – the Mountain West uh, last year, I think, was a better conference than the Pac-12. Yeah, and this I year, do. I think it's pretty comparable. So, yeah, those teams don't have the same cachet as a UCLA or, or an Arizona. I get that. But in terms of the rest of that conference, it, it, it's just as good or better. Uh, you're going to see some pretty quality basketball. And you're going to see a lot of close games this year. Mark, I feel like we have this conversation all the time. and It, it just feels like the committee hasn't quite – caught up to the thinking that the Mountain West, from a basketball standpoint, isn't a bad conference. I mean, I know oftentimes the San Diego State gets hurt by playing in conference, but then it seems like by the end of the year you see some teams making some noise. So it will be interesting to see how fast maybe the people are paying attention to that. I want to ask you a little bit about Lamont Butler in our last one here. Uh, He took a big step, in my opinion, last year, especially as you got into the tournament what can we expect from him as really the, the, I would say the team leader coming into this year? Yeah. And you've seen that. Um, that's a good observation. You, you, you know, they, they have a little bit of a leadership void um, with some of the players they lost last year and he stepped into it and he's accepted it. He's embraced it. And he's much more vocal in practice uh, around the team, uh, much more of a, um, you know, less of a leader by example and, a, a, and more of a leader in the locker room with his voice um and then on the court i think you'll see a little bit a little bit of that too he's always deferred his whole yeah. career um he's been a pass first type of player he just wants to play defense just wants to win wants everyone around him to be better and be be happy i think he understood and i've had some conversations about being a little bit more assertive on offense yeah. and attacking a little bit more and so i think we'll see that from him i've seen that in practice uh when he's open he shoots it um, he can create a shot. Uh, he's not afraid to. He, he's been driving a lot and passing and dishing, uh, getting into the paint, getting into dangerous areas. 
so I, you know, I don't think he's going to score 25 a game, but I think you'll see his scoring average go up. I think you'll see his assists go up. I think he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot more late in the shot. Uh, and so he, yeah, he's going to be, you know, he's the face of the franchise right now. Yeah. And it doesn't mean he'll be the leading scorer, but he's the guy. I still love him. Can you just thank him for me? I, I mean, and how many people have asked you to thank him for it? I, he's, yeah, I don't know how many times I've watched that clip, Mark, since last season, but uh, every time I'm I don't feeling, blame you. Yeah, I keep watching it over and over, and you know what? He makes it every time. That's the, <laughs> that's the highlight for me. Uh, last thing for me, you know, Dutch was really adamant at the media day about the fact that you know what we are a Power Five team. And I, I couldn't agree with him more. The fact that they're not in a, quote, Power 5 conference. You just talked about how the conference is, is comparable. Do you think that message gets through to the people in college basketball, that the media types, not the people in the sport who know how good San Diego State is? Yeah, I think it is a little bit more. Um, you know, with the conference, it, it's, its national profile certainly has been raised the last couple of years. they got four teams each in the last two years. The problem was that nobody won out of the conference. So the knock was, well, yeah, they get a bunch of bids, but they can't do anything in the, in the tournament. Well, now you got a team that went to the national championship game. So that kind of got blown out of the water. And so that was like the last piece that had to happen. Um, but, you know, I think the, the, the ranking this year, number 17, that was a lot of respect for a team that lost five of its nine rotation pieces and comes out of the mountain West. Um, and so, it's getting there. I think people are starting to view them as, um, you know, maybe Gonzaga 1A. Um, they're not Gonzaga yet because Gonzaga's done it for a long But they're right there. Um, Gonzaga's made it to the national championship game, and so is San Diego State. So it's there. It's just going to keep coming, I think. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 